Hi, welcome to Ask the Shirt. I'm your host, Mike Schmookey. Today is September 12th, 2018. This is episode 7. And uh, today I'm looking at, well, the day after. I considered doing a podcast on September 11th. Um, just the an overall thoughts on events or maybe a, reading a transcript of what, the, uh, what we believe the terrorists did that day. Um, I got to thinking about it, so I, and I just said not to, but the day after, the day after September 11th, even in the preceding moments, you know the day that everything changed, the world was going to change. It was my generation's Pearl Harbor. As I was a senior in high school, I was working uh, as well, I remember driving back from work back home I'm gonna get some fuel and some basically price gouging was already happening the uh, fuel prices had shot up and uh, on September 11th so I called a friend's father of mine let him know where I was at and just wanted to let him know that the fuel prices had gone up um, astronomically and so as I think about it, the day after was really when things uh, started setting in because um, stores ran out of U.S. flags immediately. Um, weapons also, you know, survival gear was bought, um, ammo, guns. But the unity that was felt especially coming you know, from the leadership of George W. Bush, um, unified the country to turn head toward our objective, which was to root out the cause of all of this. You know, as we discovered, um, Afghanistan, uh, the country, had a governing body called the Taliban ruling it, They'd been involved in a civil war for a long time. Um, there were, you know, tribal factions that were against the Taliban. Um, they didn't want so strict of Wahhabism implemented. But who we wanted that was there was Osama bin Laden and those masterminds behind the attacks. Um, and this was not the first attack that they had had on our country. Uh, or an object on it. I mean, the, the trade towers were hit in 93, and then the USS Cole was bombed uh, in Yemen. Um, so this was not the, you know, the first attack that we had. Um, we had the, uh, the barracks bombings in Beirut. Uh, I think that was tied to the Libyan Gaddafi. Not 100% sure. Um, but my point being is that w this was different. And our country was going, was real massively wounded um, because we're not we weren't used to those kind of things. And now we have a whole generation that has been brought up with this. The day after September 11th, so September 12th, 17 years ago, um, was the uh, was a hard day because. We knew that in, you know, we, we, my grandfather had passed away on the 9th. 
with the viewing on the 11th. Um, and I believe the funeral was going to be on, the, on Thursday. So Wednesday was kind of a lull in everything. Um, so tough stuff on this, right? And, uh, you know, a lot of emotions were flying. Um, anger, uh, being upset over, you know, my own personal loss and my grandfather. And trying to work through, you know, all of that while going through high school. And trying not to flip the, you know, the script of, okay, you know, ha- I have a plan to join and go uh, into the military but it's going to be a couple of years because I have to finish up my college and, you know, so I can be an officer. Um, as the title says, as you know, the first sergeant, you know that it didn't end up that way. I uh, did not go to OCS or OTS. Um, at any rate, <coughs> excuse me, sorry about that. Um, at any rate, our, our country's unity... Uh, was was greatly amplified um, at the local level as well because we started um, seeing the world in a different light and trying to do as much research as we could and uh, listening to any piece of information. Um, and everybody was, you know, on the September 10th, you know, people were upset because George W. Bush was elected um, and had been the president for a while now. And uh, September 12th, that all changed. The politics went out the window, and it was a, you know, hey, we're we're in this together. Um, we're heading. We're going to go to war. We don't know when, but this we're going to get this back. We're we're going to go after them. Um, the preceding weeks, it uh, that's the way it stayed. And um, post Iraq, so you know, October two thousand one, we. We started going into Afghanistan and hitting targets. Um, and then in 2003, we went to Iraq for completely different reasons. Um, still tied to the GWAT, the Global War on Terrorism, uh, but a different operation. And then um, as you know, things came to light and uh, more information came available and the division started in our country... Um, the, after the, the presidential election um, of, of President Bush again is the second term um, more divisions started and a call against um, the wars and uh, the differentiation wasn't put into place between Afghanistan and Iraq um, a lot more focus was put in our, into Iraq than Afghanistan and I think we, we really failed there and we, we continued to crumble, and the media continued to, instead of, instead of saying, this is the news, and reporting simply what happened, opinions became more and more injected, and biases could be seen. Um, and throughout the you know, uh, tenure of President Obama, you could see the same thing of a, a heavy bias in all the outlets of the media, um, I won't say they, they're not news. It's just all propaganda uh, and opinions that are propagated out to the public for mass digestion. 
What do you do with that now? Here we are, 17 years later, on September 12th, the day after, and the disunity in our country is so great. From the local level to the top, I do not know what would unify our country because I don't believe, I mean, I, I would not want another September 12th because with September, uh, September 12th, you need the September 11th. So I hope you understand that metaphor there. I don't want another attack upon our country because I don't even know if that would help us in the long run. I doubt it because you had the Patriot Act that came into play. Um, you had the NSA that starts spying on Americans, infringing upon privacy, upon you know killing the rights of Americans. Um, a lot has gone wrong, and it's trying. You know, as politicians, you know, some come in, they they want to fix it, and they are fighting against uh, the grain that has now been embedded into Congress. I do not see a uh, an easy way out of this. The main thing for us Americans is looking at our own personal life and saying, what can I do? I think the first thing that you can do um, and I can do is to get rid of things that aren't important uh, and don't make opinions upon those things. And so I'm going to look specifically at like Facebook or Twitter these social media platforms that do not add value to your life, but rather make your life more complex because it just adds a layer of emotions. It adds a layer of drama, essentially, and disunity. It you know, destroys any fabric of togetherness that we may have because it further puts us into a divide, which continues to... Uh, ha- continues to drive our problem we have now with our country, that there's a right or a left. Okay, there. look, we're a republic, um, constitutional republic, and we if we stick to it, we're okay. Uh, we've done some things wrong, but gosh, if we head down the path of fascism, statism, socialism, communism, those ideals were going to go down a path we can't return from and the light that we have in our country is going to be gone. It's already fading, the light of liberty. We can turn it back on, we can make it brighter, but gosh, we can't go down these paths. Social media causes a divide. If we pull it out of our life, how much more for the, for the better are we going to be? I think, personally, a lot. I think speaking face-to-face, so texting has gotten out of control. I, I am in a position of leadership where I have you know, folks texting me for things. Um, I hate texting. I really do. And I get it. It's very convenient. Um, but I think it's become so convenient that even an argument um, 
is com is done over texting, and I'm not okay with that. Um, I've gotten drawn into them, but I've I've redrawn lines for myself and said that this is not acceptable. If I have somebody texting me, I'm going to be calling them. One, it shows how much I care about their problems, where I'm going to call them. Two, if it's that important, then they'll have to discuss it with me. Now, I could, you know, reply back to that person. Um, hey, is this important enough to call? And we'll see. But I think phone calls are going to be better. The other thing is, you know, doing these things face-to-face. -face. So, you know, we do a lot of email in... Uh, the Air Force. I mean, a lot of email. It's it's mind-numbing how much email we do and go through. It's ridiculous. But that's the thing I'm getting rid of, too, is I still have it, but I'm going to be doing phone calls, but my main thing is face-to-face. -face. Um, I'll be going face-to-face -face with members. Um, to give out deadlines and taskings and things to that extent. And I'm going to work on, on coming back to these, you know, back to this. It's been talked about a lot that we, the military, need to do this, the Air Force specifically. Um, our leadership is, is fading. Um, our discipline is too, but that's another discussion. I think all this stems into a, uh, a stretched, thin uh, mentality because we have not, you know, had the break from the war until really until recently I mean the past year maybe um, but we are still stretched thin don't get me wrong we're just not stretching any further right now other things that we could do um, is getting involved in our own community so I'm plugged into the shape chapel um, I guess now you kind of know where I'm at but that's okay I'm plugged into the chapel there and we have discussions. Yes, I go to church there, but there is a community that we can we are trying to build up and work with one another to meet needs that we don't know no exist. There are foreigners here that they can barely feed themselves and their family. There is a need for the foreign military members to have us help them. That builds better community ties and it's giving you a fulfillment that you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, and it continues to build a unity within the military community, which we have to do constantly as well. There are, you know, not everyone in the military is a conservative. Um, not that that's the way you have to go, but my point is that you have to um, understand that we are not all the same here. We have those that are you know, on the left side of the spectrum, if you will. Um, those that are on the right, far right spectrum, you know, as well. Some that are centrist. Some that are, pardon me, some that are libertarian. Um, some that are completely, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Anarchist. You know, we have those that are anarchists as well. But building those ties lets us to know each other. Hey, wait a second. You can have these different political leanings, but it's okay. They're just a different person, but they're still a human being. I think also removing the hyphens. Um, 
if you're an Irish American, if you're an African American, if you are a Italian American, a German American, a Russian American, a whatever American, if you really want to start working on unifying, get rid of the hyphen. You're an American. I'm an American. And our code of conduct, for example, starts off with, I'm an Amer- I am an American. That's what we are. We're not, you know, a subsect. We don't have classes. We don't have these breakdowns of culture. I get it that we have, you know, remnants and we have the, well, I want to bring the history of my people and things of that extent. Bring the best of them. America is supposed to be the melting pot of all the best things. If we make it a stew where there's chunks of this, there's chunks of that, a glob of this that doesn't dissolve, but it just seeps in and just kind of absorbs other things, that's not the best. That's not what makes it a, you know, a fondue, if you will, um, or the best chocolate in the world. It's not a melting pot of anything. Those kind of things become, become rancid, especially because we don't have the heat of patriotism anymore either. I'm not talking nationalism. That's different. I'm talking patriotism. Looking at that document, the Constitution, and saying this is worth it. This freedom is worth it. These individuals being able to say what they want to say is worth it because it allows me to say what I want to say. If we're going, you know, if we look at one amendment, we have to look at them all, and there are many that you don't want to go away. And so, if we come back to being just Americans, you are going to find that your pride starts going up more because you're a citizen. You bleed red, just like the others. As a citizen of this country, as an American, it's different. Be proud of it. So folks, that's what I've got today. September 12th, 17 years after the attacks on our country. I ask that you please, let's get off the social media. Let's reach across the aisle and speak to one another. Let's talk face to face. Let's continue working on our community, building it up. Get off Twitter. Make the phone call. Don't text. And don't make those things happen over email. Do it face-to-face. And get rid of the hyphens. We're Americans. My generation, it's time to start acting like it. And the generation that's coming after me, it's time to start acting like it. We, you have to grow. Read the document, the Constitution, and know it was set up. And the reason it's, lasting, it's lasted so long is because of the way it was set up. That's all I've got, folks. Thank you for listening to Ask the Shirt. It's Mike Schmookie, signing off.